Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to read to you today from Hebrews chapter 12, and I'm going to start in verse 1 and go on from there. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. There's, there's really two exhortations here and two things to do. It said two things to lay aside. Number one is, is uh, sin. We know as Christians that there's a life that God has called us to. There's a standard of living. And so we lay aside the sin. The first battle that we fight, the first victory that we gain is victory over self. And so uh, the laying aside sin is the, is the most important thing. The second thing it says to lay aside here is it says, it actually says this one first, but it says to lay aside the weights that do so easily beset us. Lay aside every weight. And so I want to talk to you today about feeling stuck. This is something the Lord put on my heart because I've been in a place before where in my walk with the Lord that I feel like I, I'm not I'm not gaining any territory. Like I feel like I've grown stagnant in my walk with the Lord. I still love the Lord. I'm still wanting to serve him with all my heart. I'm, do, I'm doing what I know to do. But, um, but I feel like I've grown stagnant. Like I'm not uh, taking territory any longer. And there's really a couple reasons for this. I want to talk to you today, and I believe this passage brings it out well. Verse 2, it says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. If you're feeling unstuck, the first thing that you need to do is return to the full relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, our life on this earth as Christians is that of of what Paul said. I forget those things that lie behind and I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ. And he said, I count everything as lost. Paul said in Philippians 3, I count everything as lost for the for the for the joy of knowing him, for the excellence of knowing Christ Jesus our Lord. Salvation is knowing Jesus Christ. And so if you're feeling spiritually stagnant, you need to stop and return and say, Where did I did I leave my first love? Have I made it about the works that I can do? You know, works are something that follow our faith. So it's 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 um it's right that when you get born again. You get born again by grace, but there's works that follow. It's it's like a proof of the Christian life. The Bible says that that he who abides in the vine will bring forth much fruit. He said it there and herein is my father glorified. He that doesn't bear fruit will be cut off, right? And so it's it's when you're connected to him, that's where fruit comes from. But we focus on staying connected to him and then just doing what he says to do because he'll lead us to a divine fruitfulness. But if your focus is just, oh, I just got to go do, I got to go do, many people can grow stagnant in their walk with the Lord because they've taken their eyes off of Jesus. And so in verse two, he says, look to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. You know, the one thing Jesus had is what did he look at? I think it was two things. What was the joy set before the Lord, before Jesus? Number one, it was seeing his father and accomplishing what his father gave him to do. You know, he loved the father and the father loved him. And so for it says the joy that was set before him. The number one reason people grow stagnant, besides I would say the number one is sin, but besides sin, the number one weight is taking your eyes off of the Lord, taking your eyes off of your relationship with the Lord. You know what we have, yes, there's a job to be done. And and I'm my greatest prayer in life is Lord, I want to please you and Lord, I want to accomplish what you have for me. But I can't get my eyes so focused on what I'm doing for him that I forget him in the process. It's like sometimes we can have this attitude if we go get our marching orders from him and then we say, okay, I'll be back in a few months, right? But it's that he goes before us and makes our crooked places straight. That our, our, our life is a love towards God. It's a love relationship. Now, if you end up in a place where like 
you know, like Pastor Rodney says, he says, you can't just press in for six, seven, eight hours a day. You can't, you can't spend all this time. That's not a normal life. There's got to be normal life that takes place. There's, there's going out and working. There's doing these things. You know, the reality is that we'll spend more time working than we will pressing in, right? There may be seasons. I asked Pastor Rodney uh, a few days ago, I said, you know, talk to me about, or, uh, talk to me about prayer and fasting and some of these different things. And he said, well, he's like, you know, there's people talk about all the time that they take the time they take to prayer, to pray and to fast. He's like, there's times where I'm seasons that I go through of praying and fasting and seasons I go through of studying. He said, but there's times where I'm so busy with what I'm doing, like on the 300 city tour that I'm flying and I'm in meetings and I'm sleeping and I'm eating and I'm meeting with pastors and I'm preaching that I'm not having time, you know, every day to study deeply in the word of God, that I'm not taking hours and hours a day every day to study deeply. And so he said, but there's seasons where I have that time that hours and hours a day I'm studying and hours and hours a day I'm on my face before the Lord. So it's seasons of study, seasons of seasons of um, uh, pressing in, seasons of crying out to God. And, and, and so he began to talk about that. But, but the number one thing is that we maintain our, our relationship, our love relationship with the Lord and not get our eyes off that in the busyness of life, there can be times where our schedule's busy and we don't cancel that to make it unbusy. There's times where we run full, you know, full force. And then, and then you're, I remember for me, it was like when there was a season that I took during, um, before I was in the ministry and before I was married, that I would take three days a week and study six, seven, eight hours a day and spend time with the Lord and study and study. And it was a time that I had of studying to show myself approved unto God, time in the word, studying doctrine, reading books. And then when I got married, it was like that time evaporated. I had a wife and there wasn't three days a week. There was, you know, full-time work. I became a manager when I, where I was working. And it's like the time, I didn't have that same time. And part of me felt backslidden, like, oh man, I was in the word so much. I was like, you know, gaining so much traction. But the times and the responsibilities change. And so there's, there's, but there's maintaining the love relationship with the Lord. Paul said something important. He said, pray, he said, pray without ceasing. Or even if we're working, we can have that communication and that communion with the Lord through our spirit. And so he says, number one is looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. So what was Jesus' joy? I believe it was the same thing Paul said, you are my joy and my crown. He was talking about the people. I believe Jesus' joy was twofold to see the Father and to accomplish what the Father sent him to do. And then number two, that his joy was us knowing that we would be in eternity with him. So what is the joy that you're looking at? What are you aiming for? It can't just be I'm doing this because it's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's not a motivation. I mean, there's sometimes you do things because it's just what you're supposed to be doing, but there, there needs to become a deeper motivation. Like I'm doing this because I love the Lord. This is out of my love relationship with the Lord. It says here, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. There should be a there should be a struggle, and it doesn't always remain a struggle, but there should be a battle against sin. The the main reason people get stagnant is because of sin in their life. And so if you felt like you've been stuck, just like you're not moving forward, really ask yourself, is there unforgiveness? Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. It may be that someone did you wrong and you really didn't come out and forgive them. Maybe you need to call them and just say, I'm sorry, I've been harboring offense towards you. Would you please forgive me? Maybe you need to call out to the Lord. You know, there's things that people come for prayer for that they need to just get on their face before the Lord and repent before the Lord and cry out to God for themselves. 
and, and say, Lord, come and do a work in my heart. I've been struggling in this area of sin too long, that it's not about prayer. Yes, yes, godly counseling is important. Yes, you can set up a practical plan to help you, and I believe in all those things. But there's got to come a time where there's godly repentance, where you just cry out and say, God, I can't have this sin in my life. I know how displeasing it is to you. Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm coming to do business with you. Do a work in my heart. Lord, burn in my heart where you get on your face before the Lord. And so there's a, there should be a struggle. If you're in sin, there should be a struggle against it. You shouldn't just, uh, you know, I know the Lord forgives me. His grace is sufficient and move on. You know, when people treat sin lightly, it's they struggle day to day. And, and every day it's, you know, go, a week goes by and then they go back into the old thing. It's because there's never come a real godly repentance. There should be a struggle. And then eventually you win. And then it's no longer a struggle. And then it says here, my son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, that we might share his holiness. Verse 11, for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So whether you're feeling stuck and you know it's because of sin, then there's yielding to the discipline of the Lord and receiving it and repenting and and having godly sorrow and, and making the practical changes. Maybe it's not sin. Maybe it's just you feel like you've just grown stagnant, and then it's return to your first love. Return. Keep your eyes on Jesus. When was the last time you went in your room and closed the door and put on worship music and just worshiped the Lord? When was the last time you got time away and just told the Lord how much you loved Him? I know we can get busy, and life gets busy, and things get busy, but it's about our relationship with the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Worship the Lord, the Bible says. Praise the Lord, ye his saints. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. You know, there's to be a joy to our salvation. And bless God, there is a joy to our salvation. But you keep yourselves in the love of God, according to Jude 21. Keep yourself in the love of God. Keep yourself in the love of God. You know, when you're fallen, when you've fallen in love with the Lord, it's like everything becomes joyful. Serving the Lord is joyful. You know, everything's joyful. He can correct you and your Lord, thank you so much for correcting me. If things have gotten to be or with your relationship with the Lord like a drag, then then take ask the Lord, Lord, why is this? And and return to your first love. Being stuck is something that you can change today. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for every person listening. Lord, I thank you that you know exactly what they need and what they're going through. I break every attack of the enemy off their mind, off their finances, off their relationships. In Jesus' name, I bind your work, devil, in all of their lives. Lord, I thank you that you strengthen every one of them. Lord, I thank you for the great love that you have for us, that you called us out of darkness into your glorious light. Lord, we bless you. We honor you. I thank you that you help every one of them to get unstuck. Lord, even if there's people that need to bring sin to the light, that you can, that you can give them the courage to bring sin to the light and, and be accountable to somebody. Lord, that they can break free from that sin, that they can struggle and win their battle over sin and, and, and enter into the refreshing Uh, and joy of the Lord. We thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, I want to encourage you one last thing is if you do need, if you do need to, make sure you're accountable to somebody. 
Make sure that there's a level of accountability. Don't stay stuck. Don't stay stuck. The Bible says in the next verse here, it says it talks about holiness. And it says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And so it's up to us when we're feeling stuck in sin to bring it to the light. And you may say, that's too embarrassing. I don't want to do it. But that's really how you come out of sin is by bringing, by exposing it and bringing it to the light. The Lord has great things ahead in store for you. I love you. Jesus loves you. If you have any questions for us, please reach out to us on social media. We're here for you. It's at Ryan Yusta underscore, at Krista Yusta underscore. And uh, we're, we're rooting you on. We're cheering for you. If you haven't had an opportunity to share the podcast, thanks for sharing the podcast. Just take a screenshot and put on your Instagram. And uh, thank you so much. We will see you soon.